Gas Wars, not as much fun as Star Wars, but far more impactful on your daily life. This fuel fury we're all experiencing isn't a new phenomenon. President Jimmy Carter, like Biden, did more damage than good when it came to gas prices. Take a trip back in time to the summer of 1979. The Iranian Revolution caused the global oil supply to shrink a bit. The price of gas spiked more than a thousand percent since the beginning of that decade. Yes, you heard that right, a thousand percent. People got violent. Fistfights erupted at gas stations. Some people were even shot and stabbed to death. A fiery riot broke out in Levittown, Pennsylvania, with protesters shouting, more gas, more gas. President Carter's domestic advisor, Stuart Eisenstadt, commented that 4th of July weekend that congressmen, fearing some sort of retribution from voters, were, quote, literally afraid to go home. More than half of the states began rationing gas, assigning fill-up days based off of the odd and even numbers on your license plate. What caused all this? Well, Investopedia notes there are three distinct features of the crisis. First, regulators restricted gas supply to create a stockpile. Second, the Department of Energy made some large refineries sell crude oil to smaller refineries, even though they couldn't produce as much. And third, monetary policy caused rising inflation. But let's dig a little deeper. Despite the Iran Revolution, oil wasn't necessarily scarce. In fact, there was more oil available in 1979 than we had recently had. U.S. production, imports, and exports were all higher than the year before. So what happened? Well, the true story is a little more nefarious. President Carter, Big Oil, and the Department of Energy were all to blame, as it appears they worked against the American people to further their own selfish agenda. Let's look at an article from the Washington Post in 1979 titled, That Great Oil Crisis of 79, The Numbers Spell Out Fraud. Consider this excerpt. Jack Anderson, the Washington columnist, has published excerpts from secret White House minutes indicating that President Carter deliberately cut back gasoline supplies to keep his pledge to other industrial nations that the United States would reduce oil consumption by 5%. At a May 7th meeting, just as motorists were queuing up for miles in California, Carter told his cabinet, Our priority will continue to be some heating, agriculture, and emergency needs over other highway driving. There will be less gasoline and it will cost more. These last words confirm Jack Anderson's scoop. They match word for word the public presidential refrain that all of us heard for months. There will be less gasoline and it will cost more. The article goes on to mention a conversation between Jerry Farrar, executive director of the New Jersey Retail Gasoline Dealers Association and Energy Secretary Schlesinger. Ferrara had been trying to formulate a better energy policy. He said that the energy secretary stated that if gas spiked to $2 a gallon, the American people would just have to conserve their use. And then, what do you know, it did. Although it seems like rising costs seemed to fit their agenda. Moreover, domestic production fell off, drilling dropped, and refinery output was reduced. Refiners that could operate at 92% were only operating at around 84%. The Department of Justice even noted that domestic drilling drawbacks cost the country 11 million barrels of gas, and they couldn't figure out why this was happening. However, while everyone else was starting to suffer, big oil was getting rich. During the first quarter of 1979, Exxon was up 37%, Golf was up 61%, and Standard Oil of Ohio was up over 300%. Like the Department of Justice, Representative Benjamin S. Rosenthal didn't think the story was adding up. During a congressional hearing, he said, Following the hearing on June 14th, 
Secretary of Energy Schlesinger admitted that we had more than adequate oil inventory stock and that he would undertake to use the Department of Energy's allocation authority to urge recalcitrant refiners in the direction of serving the consuming public. On Thursday, June 24th, Secretary Schlesinger reversed his stand, expressing that the U.S. multinational oil companies might retaliate by withholding oil from the United States. Thus, it becomes obvious that much of the blame for the current gasoline shortages must be ascribed to deliberate actions by the oil companies and the Department of Energy. This blackmail threat by the U.S. multinational oil companies that ship crude oil to Europe instead of the United States calls for a vigorous response by this nation. Now back to 2022. This story of government and businesses colluding for mutual interest is nothing new. But in the 70s, it caused major problems. Carter wanted more conservation and to save the planet. Nothing will make people use less gas like high prices. Big oil wants more money, and a gas shortage will definitely drive up prices. And the DOE, like many other government agencies, does whatever the industry they're supposed to regulate wants it to do. Now let's compare. Like 1979, we have rampant inflation, the highest in four decades. We also have a crisis overseas. It's only slightly affecting oil supplies, though. Both Russia today and Iran in 1979 shrunk the global oil supply by less than 10%. We also have the Biden administration, who, like Carter, wants to push their environmental agenda. Carter wanted to reduce gas usage by 5%. Biden has pledged to cut U.S. emissions by at least 50%. And like the refrain that Carter repeated, there will be less gasoline and it will cost more seems like the perfect storm to trigger a radical change in behavior, getting compliance with their environmental fantasy by allowing the American people to suffer from rising costs. Biden doesn't seem to want to fix the problem. His administration froze drilling on federal land and clogged up natural gas pipelines with too many regulations, a decision that had helped gas prices rise even before the Russian conflict. This green agenda is so dearly held by the politicians in charge that it's made them myopic to the problems of everyday Americans. Just a few weeks ago, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg and Vice President Kamala Harris held an event supporting electric cars, seemingly giving the middle finger to what's going on at the pump. While they never mentioned gas prices directly, they shrugged off the high prices, saying that families who buy electric vehicles, quote, never have to worry about gas prices again. Harris encouraged everyone to imagine future electric vehicles, even Biden is hell-bent on electric cars, spending the past year trying to get the post office to use only electric vehicles for its fleet. At the end of the day, there's not much anyone can do. Biden is in office and we're at the pump. All we can do is kick back and say, welcome back, Carter. <laughs>